Hey guys, welcome to Dating Mechanics on Girls Chase, where we get girls chasing you. I'm Varun Raja, and I just got back from San Diego, California, where I was visiting my friend Franco for the weekend. We were talking about something that comes up on the boards fairly often, which is guys complaining that they just can't get their dream girl, that their dream girl only goes after a different kind of guy that doesn't look like them at all. Specifically, these guys tend to be Middle Eastern or Indian or Arab or some kind of Asian minority in origin. And they complain that the girls that they want, who tend to be blonde-haired, blue-eyed, sorority-looking American girls, you know, think of your popular high school chick more or less, complaining that they only go after a totally different kind of guy that they have no shot at being. These guys tend to be blonde-haired, blue-eyed themselves. They tend to be in very popular frat and sorority scenes, or in the bar scene, in the club scene, just generally popular guys. Now, Franco and I think that this is a really big problem because a lot of these guys are given the right advice to come out of their victim mentality, but they never actually take it because they never see that there actually are any guys who are brown or Indian or Middle Eastern doing successful in getting these kinds of girls. But by and large, I've seen that brown guys can be successful and get the kinds of girls that they want. And Franco also has a buddy in San Diego named Amrit, who's from India. Grew up in Mumbai for 18 years and moved here when he was 18 to San Diego and has lived there for just over a decade. I thought it'd be a great opportunity to bring him on the podcast so we can ask him some questions and see how his experience is moving to the States from India and dating all these girls because basically Amrit only dates white girls who are blonde and once in a while date an Asian girl too. So <laughs> basically exactly the kind of guy that guys these guys are asking for. Anyway, without further ado, hope you enjoy my discussion with Franco and Amrit as we discuss how brown guys can date white girls and Asian girls. Hey guys, I'm sitting here with my old buddy Franco. We've done a bunch of podcasts together. There's a lot of brown guys, like Indian guys or Arab guys or just Middle Eastern guys in general who go on the forums and complain that they just can't get a certain kind of girl, especially blonde bombshells, bottle blondes, and just like American white girls in general. So I'm here in California and Franco and I were just chilling and we're talking about this and we're here with one of Franco's friends, Amrit, who's actually a brown guy who's broken through this whole mold. I just wanted to show this as an example, like a free flow discussion of how guys can get into this issue and also how they, you know, can move out of it. And we have a great example here with Amrit, just a guy who's like really broken through this. So Franco, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Varun, it's good to be back. Yeah. yeah. It's really good to have you back. I mean, all of your old podcasts have been super popular. We talked about discipline last time, and I think discipline is a really applicable problem to this as well, right? Mm -hmm. Like, in this, this common issue. Yeah. I see it all the time on the forums. People complain. I try to explain that I have seen it before, that I feel like I know what the problem is, but one of the issues is that I feel like they isolate themselves, and unless I'm like them, then I don't understand the problem. So it's really hard to convey the concepts that I want to convey to them because they feel like I'm not, like I don't understand their problem. Yeah. Um, which I, I understand to a certain degree, but it's something that comes up frequently and I feel like it's something that, that does need to be addressed and can be addressed. I think that's pretty often the case too that these same guys go on our forum on Girls Chase and they ask the same question over and over and over again despite all the advice that people give. Yeah. <laughs> and it happens, <laughs> happens a lot. Like I've been the forum moderator now for six years, I guess. And I, and it's literally since the first year I've seen this problem. Some of the guys have literally been there for years asking the same questions. 
we get some new guys and then they follow those old guys and ask those questions and they think they find other people that have the same problem and it's it's a problem that they can't solve when in reality it's just they're just grouping together and, and like reinforcing this mindset of negativity i should even call yeah, it. yeah really right it right so well i think this is a great opportunity to like dispel all those myths because we've got one of your oldest friends like amrit right with us i'm sitting here like we're all just hanging out and we're talking about girls and amrit's from india and how do you know amrit from it Franco? uh me and amrit go way back we're college buddies what's up amrit <laughs> how's it going guys <laughs> good to be here yeah yeah I, we were we've actually I've actually tried to been pushing to get Amrit on this thing. I'm like, man, you're doing so well. <laughs> you're doing so well right now. And we need you to help these guys because they won't listen to me. I think they need to listen to an actual guy. Because a lot of them do mention, they're like, I wish I could just see one brown guy doing well. And like, that, I feel like it would be like, it would be like a role model for them or someone. To, oh, to, no, absolutely. To make them realize it's real. Like it I mean, you see this all the time that all these guys go on our, on the forum and, and they complain about the, it's this it's different people, but they complain about the same thing in the same way. And they all ask for like one example of where it's actually happening. And like, I think that Amrit, you're a great example. I'm the example now. (laughs) (laughs) You've become the example by default. (laughs) The exemplar of of successful brown guy. (laughs) Yeah. Which is actually a pretty, pretty good title to have. I would say like, you should hold that with pride. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I mean, so quick background. I mean, I am born and raised in Mumbai, which is, I refer to Bombay in India. I was there for 18 years. I basically moved to San Diego on uh, after my 18th birthday. So everything that I've had so far is only in my adult life. Right. And Interesting. So you didn't have like the American high school experience. I did not like have that. the American high school experience. I did not have the you know whole like jock and the blonde you know like the high school prom king. And you didn't like grow up in that that environment either. I did really. not. Like, yeah. I grew up in Bombay, which is very you know it's, it's part of India. It's a very right. uh, repressed society. It's like you know very very repressed society, and you just have to like mindset that I kind of grew up in is very different than what people have here. Right. And so I adapted when I came to college. Right. I think that's actually really interesting. Like Franco, what would you say the mindset that you've seen of like the guys in our forum is like, like the most common faulty mindsets that you see? Well, I think it's exactly as Amrit said, right. They just don't adapt. Like the mindsets they have, it's coming straight from like that India environment. Like that, like, and I should be like, like a lot of them talk about like the probably the biggest thing they reference is like fraternities in college like oh like all these white frat dudes getting laid with all these hot white girls and like and they feel like they should be a part of it but sometimes they're just afraid to to even do it i'm like well why didn't you do it some of them say they came after college so they didn't have time to do it and now they missed out on the best experience of their life which... on that point continuing right right, point, right i was never in a frat in college yeah. i had my <laughs> own group of friends which is over here yeah and i just broke away from that mold and i was still able to get you know this girl to like me and the first story i had is which which was part luck you know part just going over approach anxiety is just i just walked over to this girl i asked her to a dance and she said yes and that was my first girlfriend first of all what did this girl look like like and how did you see her so she was italian and she's hot and she had like you know blonde hair blue eyes San Diego, born and raised, you know. So just like super, a beach blonde super girl. sexy beach super blonde, sexy California beach blonde girl. girl. She's a modeling lady. I, she was, yeah. I just walked up to her and I asked her, hey, do you want to dance? Right. She's like, sure. And and we started Wait, dancing. Well, what was the situation? Was it in your social circle? Or it was in our school. This is right. one week after I landed in from Bombay. Right, 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 right. It was literally, I was one week off the plane. This was at a dance, right? Like, it was at a dance, like, a like dance during something? freshman week. Yeah. orientation week it was yeah, one, one of those, those freshman dances. one of the dances and <laughs> yeah. she was there by herself 
dancing by herself. I just decided, I don't know what got over me, but I just went over to her. I asked her like, if this she wanted to dance. This is the American dance. way. <laughs> I just asked her to dance. I just thought this is the way. And yeah. uh, she agreed. And then we, she wrote her phone number on a piece of paper with her lipstick. Oh, <laughs> which is how I asked her out to the next date. That's fucking hot. And yeah, that's it was amazing. hot. It was great. And then four years down the line, you know, I had a four-year relationship with this awesome girl who like showed me like, all the ways through your your whole college basically was through like my whole this. college yeah, she walked like, me wow. through all the different steps and she basically helped me adapt to the culture here in all the different ways she groomed me she but, made sure my fundamentals were right inadvertently without even yeah. actually you know thinking of doing this right right and that was her part because you broke away from the cultural mold of india and you embraced the american cultural mold correct. here right mm-hmm. correct it doesn't matter where you live or where you move to right you can move to europe you can move to africa you can move to asia you have to adapt to where you live yeah you exactly to adapt it to is, where you all the cultural to. is it's, it's different the cultural yeah. adaptation right and so for some people it can be a slow process for some people it can be a long long process but the process is very important yeah if you don't go through that process you're not going to break through the mold now that, and that's kind of what i i went through with uh, my first girlfriend and that kind of brings up an interesting point because sometimes what some of the guys say is that like uh yeah we tell them to adapt to the culture but you kind of want to keep some of what your culture is while adapting to the new culture so out of curiosity i mean like how do you feel about like what parts of your previous culture help you like right now, because you want to, you want to adapt, but you also, right. but also what part of makes you kind of sexy in a way to a lot of women is that you have, you keep certain parts of your previous culture, but you've, but I don't know if this is a conscious thing, but do you consciously like filter out like, Oh, I like these parts of my Indian culture and background and it meshes well with, with American culture, or is it just something that subconsciously you've kind of like merged together on your own? That's a great point. Mm-hmm. And I actually do that very consciously. Mm-hmm. I adapt to the best parts of American culture and I keep the parts that I'm super proud of for my Indian culture. Nice. Right? Yeah. Part of Indian culture is big on family. I love my family. I'm a family guy. I always spend time with my parents and my, and my little brother and I always keep that as a very solid part of my life. Hey, this is actually really, really interesting to, to point out because I feel like the way that you just framed that and what you just said is so different than what a lot of other guys imagine that they should be doing. Like it's not all about family and stuff. It's about the reason like is because they leave their family stuff, right? right? Yeah. They leave their family, they come here. Yeah. And so their family's not as much of a part of their life anymore, but my right. family is here. And so that helps me keep myself in the grounded. I keep myself grounded and I keep myself loyal to my family. It's a big part of my and, life. And the That's, girls that you date like, like that about you, right? She liked that. She's yeah, like, Oh my God, it. this is a family guy. Like he, she sees those like you know, she sees those values and she's like oh this is amazing like you yeah. know that's see, interesting see, what i most notice is that a lot of brown guys they don't they see that as like a negative as part of their, their family like yeah. they said like they, they actually blame like their parents for the way they are like yeah and, exactly and, 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 you know in some degree i understand that because of the way they were brought up by their parents was very deep in this culture that was segregated them but instead of saying hey i'm gonna adapt and like say like you know this is the way i was brought up i'm gonna find the best of it and merge it with what i want to be part of right. now they resent it and they think like oh i'm, I'm fucked because I, br- I was brought up this way i'll never be right like, I'm, like a normal i can still American disagree person. with my mom but i love her i will yeah. still take care of her i will still protect her i will do whatever it is for her but yeah. i can still disagree with how she raised me it doesn't matter yeah she's still my mother right yeah. i still value the relationship i don't challenge the outcome or i don't right challenge how she raised me and mm-hmm. so I still keep that as a big part of my life. And the other part of it is like, again, I go back to fundamentals, right? You have to keep grounded and your family keeps you grounded. 
and you have to, you know, dress well, smell well, look well, and act well. I think that's so important. I remember, like, it, so I grew up in Pakistan, and I've only right. moved here when I was eleven. And I don't know, I've like only dated like exotic and other like you know mostly American girls ever since then. But definitely, like, learned a lot of these skills in my family, just like you know, just basic hygiene and cleanliness, and like just looking good and presentable, and like right. acting in a certain way that I think really carries over. And that's what we kind of teach and, and preach. It's not really about how cool or popular you are. It's about right. like just how well you take care of yourself and, and like, present yourself and present yourself. Right. It's a big part of it. Yeah. But if, what's interesting is that a lot of guys that we see, like that are in this kind of victim mode, they always blame their family background and their culture as being the cause the of the reason that they can't get with, you East know, girls, yeah, with, American. With, with American girls yeah. or Asian girls or like whatever kind of girl that it really is. Right. Right. What do you think about that, Rocco? I think it's the same mindset you got to have with everything else when it comes to like learning to date girls. Like you got to, you can't just, yeah, there's, there's probably some reason that you are the way you are because of that. But are you going to spend your whole life like blaming that and not getting better? Like, and not trying to yeah. improve, like not I trying think, to I think adapt. it's like, it's always like stuck in this cycle, which like yeah. clearly you see in the armament, like the, those, the cycle didn't even exist to begin with. It's just like not even a factor. Like, yeah. how do you, like when you, you've been living here for like almost two decades now, right? At right. this point. And, oh, well, going on two decades, I guess. And how do you see dating like white girls over here or like American girls? I mean, it's been extremely helpful for me to have both sides of the equation. Like yeah. I set up my value system from India, but my right. professional life has always been here since my adulthood. Right? Yeah. So like you get the work ethic, the fact that we can take the best of both cultures. Like I can take the best of my own culture coming in from 18 years of life there and the best of American culture. This right. is a big asset. This is not something that you should kind of look back and say, oh, I'm at a disadvantage. You're at a huge advantage because girls love the exotic culture. You know, that's actually from. been my experience too. And I think that's a really important distinction to make that a lot of the guys that we see in our forum, they complain about their background and their cultural background as being a hindrance to their dating experience rather than it being like something that girls view as really It's exotic. totally an asset. And, and as, as an asset. And like, I can tell you for me, like when the, the girls that I date, I definitely experience it that way where it's like, I'm like this exotic gem amongst a sea of like, of like really shitty guys. I don't know what the hell they're doing. Like a lot of these girls, they find like Indian men and brown guys really attractive. Right. But they just yeah. don't meet one that's worthy of like you know dating more or less so rather right? than downplaying that yeah. aspect of your life you have to play to its strengths exactly you have to upbring that you have like, to like work on that as your like that's your like differentiator from all the sea of guys right you, exactly. guys, are, you guys are literally the definition of tall dark and handsome so it's like pretty I don't much know, so when and guys that's like, such like a common <laughs> like a, you know cultural like a sexy thing for women over here in america like they love tall dark and handsome like yeah. it's, it's not just all about thank god for aladdin aladdin set the pace so many girls have guys. like this no fantasy of being the aladdin princess i think yeah. this is really important because like you know franco you see like on the forum like all these guys are like all these you know fratty blonde haired blue eyed guys are the only kind of kinds of guys that'll get these kinds of girls and then you have these examples like right you know us we're sitting here and we're like that's just not the case like they actually like value the exact same things that these every guys. white girl i've yeah. been with has been like oh my god i do not want the broy like you know the typical you know like american pie kind of guy which is exactly yeah that, that's, the, that's the biggest distinction is that everyone else thinks like that's what's really that's popular. what you have to be but <laughs> oftentimes you find that girls don't like american pie type of guys yeah like they're yeah. they're not successful in like 
after high school life, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. To, you know, to pull a game in, in anything. Yeah. So, like, girls are, they have different tastes. You just have to find the girl that suits for your taste and work on that. Yeah. Rather than going area. for something. No, I, I think niching is really important too. Like, important. like, for me, I niche definitely, like, in my, I was focusing on professional career women and like a lot of them were like in banking and finance they have to be like east asian or like chinese korean like all that stuff and just like they develop a recognition but for me it wasn't something i knew i could get before because i didn't realize like there was actually like that possibility until like i started to try and, and do it more or less right and then the experience i think became a possibility just by like kind of breaking through this mental threshold that okay like there's no barrier that's actually stopping me from you know dating these attractive women that i like because Chances are they actually like me exactly for the qualities that, you know, like family and, and the cultural inher- background. Inherent really to you, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Inherent to you, right? Like, yeah. There's a lot of like synergy there that maybe you don't see in like the mainstream. But if you're like that exotic guy, I think it's really important. Like, I think it's really important to niche yourself as an exotic guy. That Brand yeah. yourself. Yeah, the brand frat, yourself, the frat bully guys, they can't do that. They are exactly. not. They're the least exotic of all the men in America is the frat yeah. bro. It's like the least exotic thing. So. And that, that's something that brown guys have to their advantage just inherently by their culture that it's actually a pretty sexually viewed culture. Right. Like, you know, there's like... And it's how you package it. Yeah, right? exactly. It's really how you package it. Like you go to a, like a website, you go to a website that's designed shittily. You don't want to go do anything on that website. But right, if the yeah. website is nice, it looks cool, it has all the things that you want it to have, you have different expectations and you want to transact with that website. Yeah. Think about it like from your own perspective. If you present yourself as the exemplar, as the top notch of where that category, from, if you're from the category, everyone wants to talk to you, everyone wants to think that you're interesting, you're cool, you're hot. I want to get to know this guy and I want to talk to him. I want to get to know him and yeah. perhaps I want to I, sleep with him. I get told by women of all like races now all the time that I'm really handsome and like even happened like we were out last night in San Diego and that happened last night as well. Like some girl just came up right. and was like, you're really, your friend's really handsome. I think he said it to you, Franco, or something like yeah. that. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. pretty funny. Um, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, tall, dark, but, handsome. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like if your fundamentals aren't sick, and I think like really presenting the exotic vibe has worked for me, and it sounds like it's also worked for you as well, Amrit. Like, right, you know, you, right. Like yeah. you approach, I know like you've mentioned that when you go out with Amrit in, in California and San Diego, like he's just like an approach machine. Yeah, he's, yeah he's, kind of, he's kind of worked himself into that. Yeah, I, I watch him. Yeah. I feel like I have to put a leash on him. It's pretty hard to, <laughs> like, to keep him constrained. But yeah, right. no, he's just approach machine. And I think part of that is, is because he understands that mentality. If, if you don't present yourself, then you know, you're not going to make any progress. And I think I worked, what worked well for me was the first time I did a cold approach. It worked so well. Like I got a four-year-long thing from it. And so I saw that as the only way to get success is to keep trying. Until right. you fail, you're going to miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So keep taking shots. If it hits, it hits. And then from the hits, you can choose which hit is the one. I think you've yeah. seen that pattern too. Like sometimes when guys on the forums, they start taking those shots. The same people that start complaining, they actually see results. Then their whole experience and the whole mindset around it has started to shift. Yeah, it does. Once they actually start trying. I think... Part of the problem too is because some of them do go out and, and try, but they try with the negative mindset still. And that... I think maybe maybe this is something we could touch on a little bit as well, Amrit, actually, is that these guys go into approaching some of these girls when they actually try with the mindset that they hate them, right. that they don't like them. And that's girls, if there's one thing girls are very good at, it's reading your vibe. Like right. if you, yeah. you might think like, oh, I'm thinking these things, but they can't read my mind. They don't need to read your mind, like your body language, body your, language. Your, your twitching, your fingers, like how are you looking at them? Are you smiling? Is your, is your, your body language like women 
they literally are born with the ability right. to read that. I go out and I'm like, I am the prize. These are the women and I am the prize. Yeah. And so they have to compete for me rather than me competing for them. Right. You go in with a mindset, you win every single night. You talk to people, you get some numbers, you follow up, you go on dates. Always remember you are the prize, yeah. not them. Yeah. It's very true because I think a lot of these guys, they go out and they like, if you approach thinking that you're not that she's the prize and that you're this inferior thing trying to sneak her way into your pants because you're not supposed to be able to do that. Right. Then that's exactly how she's going to see it. She's going to, she's going to close her fucking legs for you. So, right. Like, I mean, she does, she's going to read that. So you got to see yourself as a guy that she will desire if you present yourself in the way that she wants. If to you see. present it again, yeah. very important. If you present yourself that way, go, go to fucking a store, buy yourself a good pair of shirt, like a good pair of jeans, a good pair of shoes and nice clothes, nice cologne and present yourself as the definition of who you want to be. Yeah. You're not going to get the job of who you're dressed for. You have to get, you have to dress for the job you want. You have to dress like a CEO if you want girls and anyone else to see you as a CEO. This is actually one Pretty thing I'll point out about Amr too, is that when I just, when we go out, like he is, when he dresses, he is the top Indian man in the building. Like he dresses. That's true. Like yeah. I've noticed that too. Like you're always like top notch and you just look fantastic. And yeah. Just like really well dressed. He like, so it's if very you, clean. Exactly. If you want to come across, especially as exotic as well, you like, you want to present yourself as like the top tier of this exoticness. Cause that's what makes the girls interested. It's not just, Oh, he's Brown. This is interesting. Like we can find Brown men anywhere, but like, Oh, this is a put together. This is like the top tier, and the girl gets one like, percent. Yeah, the one percent. I want to love going for the one. Yeah, they want to try. And for that's the 1%. like that, that. just makes the exotic appeal like even more for the most part. Like, exactly. Yeah, like, oh, exactly. this is what the top tier Indian. <laughs> now I'm kind of curious. Yeah, exactly. Like, now I want to see where this goes. Right. Like, I think that's just, pretty applicable to all kinds of foreign men. It's not just brown it guys. Is, but it's it important is. to like make that point clear that it's really not a very hard bar to reach because. You don't He's have much competition for most of the Indian guys. Like, you, know. you don't. That's the thing, yeah. right? It's like, you actually, if there's <laughs> you one thing you take away as a brown guy listening to this is like, look, the good news is you don't have much competition. Like, if you dress really well, you can easily become the 1% of those guys yeah. because most of them are not dressing well at all. Like, you exactly. Have, you have low competition to become and, the top tier in your exotic And not niche. only, like, in your niche, but you're going to be outdressing everyone else in the venue, too, for the most yeah. part. So you're just, like, the top 1% off the 1%, and you've, like, made your exotic market, like, even better. Right. And then I've seen the quality of girls that you get with. I know, like, the quality of girls I get with, like, you know, the exotic appeal is huge. It is. Right. Like, just like guys dating exotic girls, like, you know, girls feel the same way about men, too, and they want to... Even though they might not say it, there's still always that attraction factor and curiosity, like that you can always have that end to like kind of go in and. And the other them. factor is they yeah. can show you off to their friends, exactly. which is such a huge social validation for them. Yeah. They can validate themselves by like, look at this guy that I'm going out with. Yeah. To all He's their friends. He's kind. They love that. Right. Like, so <laughs> the Instagram effect is huge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just massive. <laughs> so let's like talk about, you know, what can guys do to like recondition and like, you know, start to shift out of behavior like what do you think franco um, i know like we have a great example of amir here amir just doesn't give a fuck about anything which is like <laughs> like fantastic to like yeah it, like I, watch i know. wish i could you know i've numerous times i've had guys in the forums like try to like i think i feel like it's it's hard because i can tell them everything they need to know and it still won't matter because i think what they really need is the example and i was like well i was like i can't become a brown man and go approach for you so the best thing I could do is bring my best friend of 10 years who's a brown man onto a podcast exactly. and have him tell them really so you know yeah. that I'm not just saying things, you know, this is, these yeah. guys do exist. Amrit isn't like some big PUA guy. He doesn't come from a PUA background. Like 
a lot of these guys actually read a lot of PUA. I've read exactly, that. They read all exactly. these different websites and they get too technical with the knowledge. They get like them. way too technical. I've noticed that. They yeah. just like, they lose. I've seen all these brown guys in the field, like, you know, in dating coaching and stuff. Like they focus too much on the fundamentals and like the ultimate goal is like, how, do, how can I have a threesome tomorrow rather than like fixing basic things? Yeah, like, they, like, they read. They how read how do I dress better? How do I smell better? Yeah. They, how can I smile better and like improve my accent so that you know yeah because they don't really see that as the problem they don't really see that as the problem right like they don't realize that that the problems are actually fundamental basic it's basic mindsets are the problem basic dressing it's the very basics is like that's what they're missing it's just they keep reading they read all this bullshit that doesn't matter that when Amrit hasn't done any I mean he's done a little bit of reading now but but that being said he his first girlfriend he had before he read anything he, he approached her at four years he did a lot of dating you know, we talked about once I got more into this scene, I talked to him a little bit about it and he's, he's kind of grasped some of those concepts. But at that point, he, it were things he was already kind of doing. And now I'm just putting him into a, into a concept, into a box for him to like a, a way to contain that information. But he went out and just started doing all of this on his own. And, you know, the best thing I can tell, I think I can tell some of these guys to do is just like, you know, you gotta, you gotta accept that there are guys out there that are succeeding. Like that's the thing I noticed the most about them. Whenever I try to tell them anything, they're like, "I don't see it anywhere. I never see a brown guy." Like, yeah, how I do I know what? There's you're, a lot of mis- like you're telling me this all happens, but I never see a. Why don't then? Or they say, "Why don't I see brown guys doing well?" Then I'm like, "Well, because we were just saying earlier, you don't have a lot of competition. Most yeah. brown guys don't do well, and exactly. that is their own that's fault." Huge. It is you know, I can fault. tell you, like in New York, where I live, like I see a lot of brown guys doing really well right now too. So I just also like being in an environment, I see the success, and like I think yeah. it also. A lot of these guys come from different places where this there might be the only one or two like people yeah. of that nationality over there. So yeah, <laughs> usually those one or two brown guys are killing it. So yeah, exactly. they're like because they they so. just they've just taken all of these notions, all of these things about good fundamentals, how you present yeah. yourself. I'm the prize, and they apply it. And since they're the only one, and they have no other competition, they are just. They're just swimming in pussy. So that's pretty much. That's, that's, the best that's way pretty to much how it kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> that guy in San Diego, or he's one of the two. Maybe maybe we need to go find. Uh, Wait, I think this is there. a great example. Like, didn't you just recently get with a girl who's like a blonde girl or something like that, who you pined for like ten years ago, and like you suddenly got the opportunity? Right. Recently. So I was in college, and this yeah. was the girl that I saw at the canteen in the cafeteria. What does she look like? She's just like blonde, super blue-eyed. super cute, like super petite, yeah. really nice body. Blonde girl, blue eyes, short shorts, and uh, I was like, "This is she's college blonde, college, college blonde, blonde girl." Yeah, blonde. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. this is the girl that you know. She was like at the time, she was like, "This is the best girl I can be with," right? And then today, I mean, I've been Ten on a date later. with her, and I've been on several dates with her, and she sees me as the prize, and it's like the roles have flipped almost. But you Ten like you later. like basically slept with her on the first date, right? literally on the yeah. first date. Yeah. And when and we when we like reconnected ten years down the line, it was like she was super into me, and we you know, which you didn't see as a possibility before, right? She like, did not see that as, as a possible. As and I didn't either, right? Yeah. We just did not. You, you you desired her, but you just never saw it as possible at correct. that time. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. So you know, coming back to Franco's point, like I had some of the knowledge around the edges, and then when I made it into a frame and I actually like made it into like a code base and I kind of executed on it. It's when I started to become way better yeah, at doing it. Like stuff, made it into right? a process. I made it into a process and it which just is like you know better. took took discipline and took focus and like more like it learning takes, the fundamentals and like really discipline, working on yourself, it takes right? practice and you have to yeah. keep trying. Like yeah. I have tried so much, so much and failed, but yeah this the process that makes it better. Right, right. Not right. the fact that you know you have to keep trying. You know, it's like any other thing. You shoot basketball hoops, you play a computer game, you play poker, you go in your job. You have to keep trying different new things until you get 
completely yeah, I perfect think at it. The role of discipline, and we had a whole podcast on this last time, is like yeah. just huge. Like just you know, despite the failures, you have to keep tweaking the system right. and like to get what you And really then want. every gap in knowledge that I had, luckily I have Franco and the Girls Chase forum to kind of fill those gaps in and I read and yeah. I go along with it. It's not that I use that as my starting point. It's that I used it to kind of hone my skills in certain different areas that I lacked the skills in. Yeah, right? yeah. But anyway, you so you got with the dream girl of college like 10 years down the line. And just like now, just was suddenly... Very, very... Uh, yeah, right? she looks forward to seeing me every week. And uh, you guys are basically like, like, kind of like fuck buddies. We are point. basically fuck buddies. <laughs> yeah. No, we are actually exactly Yeah, that. you're exactly, exactly fuck buddies. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And now it's like... It's, How did that feel for you? Just like to get that the girl that you pined after for so long? Was it like just a... Like a it was a definitely, uh, it was in my mind like, wow, I can get any girl that I want. It was such a, a mental state of like elevation that now I can go up to anybody and nobody's off my, like no one's off my league. Like, you know how they say, oh, th- that girl's not in your league. This girl's not in your league. I'm like, fuck that bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyone is in my league. Yeah. Cause you got, if you- I can get my dream girl from 10 years ago, I can fucking get anyone. Yeah. That's so fucking that's amazing. Awesome. I love yeah. uh, that. I think it's a good place to end on. So, Franco and Amrit, thank you so much for being on Dating Mechanics. Yeah, thanks, Varun. That was awesome. That was a good talk. I'm, I'm glad I was able to pull this yeah. guy onto a podcast. And we had a, I know, it really, really made it worth it. So. <laughs>